Hello everyone, and welcome to On the Stoa. My name is John, and together, let's dive into a philosophy that has nurtured and guided the greatest men and women of history and see how we can use it to live a more meaningful life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thanks for supporting the show by listening and sharing it with your family and friends and for contributing what you think the show is worth. Now, in our last episode, we discussed how it's okay to be considered a loser and doing your best to maintain your own honor and adherence to the chief virtues. This week on episode two, we'll be reviewing the character of Alexander Hamilton from the Broadway musical Hamilton and seeing what stoic perspectives we can take from his story. As always, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you learned something that'll help you live a more meaningful life. So, to start out, we first need to define what we mean by life story and legacy. Like the name suggests, a life story is a collection of what you do, have done, and will do in your life. An example of this can be seen in the physical items of an autobiography or a biography. A legacy can be defined as what a person leaves behind after they die in the meaning that is taken from those items. Legacies aren't limited to physical objects, though, and can also consist of actions as well. This is where we see phrases such as leaving a stain on X legacy come from. So now that we have those defined, let's break down each one. To do this, I'll be using the real-life counterpart-inspired character of Alexander Hamilton from the 2015 Broadway hit musical, Hamilton. Now, I've seen this musical a couple of times and listened to its soundtrack many, many times. And each time I do either one, I can't help but think of the themes and the legacies and the stories that present themselves throughout the musical. Numbers like history has its eyes on you, or who lives, who dies, who tells your story, or examples of such presenting themes. So let's take a look at the character of Hamilton and see what we can glean from his story. Now, like his real life counterpart, in the musical, Hamilton is the son of an immigrant and was raised by his mother, as his father died when he was pretty young. Now, growing up in abject poverty and later becoming an adult, he found his way to New York, motivated by a fresh start to a new life and not, quote unquote, wasting his shot. This phrase, I'm not going to waste my shot, is prevalent throughout the musical and provides a subtle irony to those in the know of the fate of the real life Hamilton. Irony aside, we see that Hamilton is hungry for making a name for himself, to go from nothing to something. And we see this when he states to different characters that he's never satisfied with where he is in life. I mean, we even see Angelica Schuyler, the sister of Eliza Schuyler, Hamilton's wife, note in her number satisfied that Hamilton will never be satisfied. It's this lack of satisfaction that gets him in trouble later in his life and ends up setting the tone with how the rest of his life goes. So Eliza and Hamilton get married just around the start of the American Revolution, and being Washington's assistant, he's given command of a unit towards the later part of the war, but not before Washington gives him a piece of wisdom, telling him the tragic story of his first command during the French and Indian War, and saying the following that becomes a notable part of the musical's theme. Quote, Let me tell you what I wish I'd known when I was young and dreamed of glory. You have no control. Who lives? who dies, who tells your story. I know that we can win. I know that greatness lies in you. But remember from here on in, history has its eyes on you. History has its eyes on you. End quote. Additionally, prior to this promotion, Eliza tells him that they're pregnant with their first child and that Hamilton is enough for her, saying that, quote, 
We don't need a legacy. We don't need money. If I could grant you peace of mind, if you could let me inside your heart, oh, let me be the part of the narrative and the story they will write someday. Let this moment be the first chapter where you decide to stay, and I could be enough, and we could be enough. That would be enough. End quote. To Eliza, her family is enough for her. So Hamilton goes off and fights the British and aids in the American victory in the revolution, resulting in the startup of the American nation, the United States. God bless America. Now, Hamilton aids in the writing of the Federalist Papers and the startup of the National Bank. But it's at this point that Hamilton's ambition and lack of satisfaction takes a dark turn. For this part, let's take a look at the number, take a break. In this song, we see Hamilton working hard to get the National Bank started and how he's stressed with dealing with a contrarian Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. Eliza comes up to him and asks him to take a break and, after some convincing, gets him to, and he's able to see and watch his son Philip perform a few lines of poetry for his ninth birthday. And it's here that we can see that if Hamilton takes a moment to slow down, to not go at a pace like he's running out of time, he can experience something meaningful. Sometime later, Angelica comes to visit and Eliza asks a busy Hamilton to take a break and spend the summer with them at their father's home. She tells him to slow down, saying that, quote, if you take your time, you will make your mark, end quote. Then she says something that she's stated many times throughout the first act of the musical. Quote, look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now, end quote. Here, we can see that Eliza cares about the small moments, that because of life's fleeting time, she wants to spend time with those she cares about. It's enough for her. But unfortunately, the same can't be said for Hamilton. He decides to stay and continue working on his congressional plan. And it's here that his ambition begins to reel its ugly head. So what happens next occurs during the summer while Hamilton's family is away and he's missing them terribly. Now, a woman by the name of Maria Reynolds knocks on his door asking for money and a walk home. After walking her home, Maria seduces him, and forgoing his honor, Hamilton accepts the advances and initiates an affair. Mr. Reynolds later sends him a letter and blackmails him, saying that if he pays him money, he won't tell Eliza. So, what does Hamilton do? He pays the money and keeps the summer affair hush-hush. So, Hamilton notes all of this in the song Say No to This. And it's here that we can see how his ambition and the lack of satisfaction led him to forego his vows and sleep with the woman who probably set him up. But the problem doesn't stop there. He continues the affair while Eliza is away. He could have gone upstate to visit them. But no. He continues the affair and makes excuses for his actions. Hamilton forewent his honor and duty and made a choice that would change the rest of his life and his family. Nice going, Angelica. You were right. He would never be satisfied. Every choice that we make has effects on ourselves and others, and we can see this in how Hamilton's choice of having and hiding an affair results in everything collapsing around him and his family. Now, it's at this point in the afterbirth of the nation that Hamilton is treasurer and has made a name for himself. With his changes and plans to the government, however, he's made himself the target of the ire of Jefferson, Madison, and Burr, all of whom suspect him of fraud and embezzlement, Crimes at the time holding the level of treason. See the song Washington on your side for more information. In the number We Know, Hamilton is confronted by the trio and accused essentially of treason. Hamilton proves his innocence by showing them the letter from Mr. Reynolds, revealing his secret affair years prior. 
Now, in order to get ahead of the inevitable rumors of corruption and treason that would soon occur, and to protect his legacy, Hamilton publishes what is known to history now as the Reynolds Pamphlet, a 37-page first-person chronicle of the affair with Maria Reynolds and an argument for innocence of financial wrongdoing. This publication kills Hamilton's upwards movement, as those caught up in cheating scandals at the time weren't allowed to run for president. This is why Jefferson dances in joy in Reynolds' pamphlet and says, quote, Well, he never going to be president now, end quote. Eliza is, of course, betrayed and devastated, and the relationship would never be the same again. Angelica remarks to Hamilton that his actions showed how he can never be satisfied with anything in his life and hopes that with all this destruction and chaos he's caused, he's finally satisfied. A true stain he left on whatever legacy he was trying to craft. But the consequences don't end there. When Philip, Hamilton's son, is 19, he dies in a duel, in an attempt to defend his father's honor after a snide comment was made about him. And it's here that we can see the rippling effects of Hamilton's choice made years prior. He chose his ambition over his morals and his honor, and this led to the destruction of his career plans, his relationship with his wife, and the death of his son. Towards the end of the musical, in one of the final numbers, It's Quiet Uptown, Eliza forgives Hamilton for the affair and the two mourn the loss of their son together. It's a calm moment after all that's just happened, but like the eye of a hurricane, it doesn't last. In the election of 1800, Hamilton supports Jefferson over Aaron Burr, and this stokes the flame that would lead to an ill-fated meeting between the two. In a series of letters between them, as noted in the number Your Obedient Servant, harsh words are exchanged, and in the version of the musical that was shown to the Broadway investors, we find out that Hamilton insulted Burr over the death of Burr's wife, Theodosia. Now, because of this, Burr challenges Hamilton to a duel, and on July 11th, 1804, in an effort to preserve his honor and not kill Burr, he throws away his shot. Burr, on the other hand, shoots Hamilton, mortally wounding him. And it's here that we can see how one choice, one choice, altered the life of Hamilton and those around him. Maybe Philip would have lived a full life, and Hamilton's other seven children wouldn't have had to grow up without a father. Maybe Hamilton would have won the presidency if he decided to run. But now, we'll never know. And it's here also that I think that there's a few things we can take from this musical and Hamilton's life as portrayed. The first being that it's important that we figure out what's enough for us. If we're not satisfied with anything, we'll be bound to make mistakes that'll cost us everything. If nothing is enough, then at what point will we be satisfied and what are we willing to sacrifice to get there? We should also figure out what truly matters in this world. Life is truly short, and like Eliza says, we're lucky to be alive right now. If we waste our time with fleeting things and not grab hold to what allows us to live a meaningful life, we'll look back at our life with regrets and shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And the second thing is that we shouldn't let our goals for things blind us to what's in this current moment. It's nice to be ambitious and plan for the future, of course, but that future we envision isn't guaranteed. What we have, like I noted in Season 1, Episode 15, is a present moment. We have people that want to love and support us, and we should embrace the time that we're able to spend with them. And the final thing is that we have to realize that the only control we have is how we write our own story. Like Washington said, we have no control over who lives, dies, and tells our story. We have to realize that our legacy is out of our control. We can lay the foundation for it, but after we're gone, that's it. We have no control over how our story will be told. 
one person could write Hamilton's legacy as the worst there is, and someone else could do the exact opposite. Now, as noted in the musical's final number, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story, we see that Eliza, aided by Angelica, spends the rest of her life telling Hamilton's story and legacy, letting the contributions that her family made toward the creation of the nation not be forgotten. She does her best with this, and asks the ghost of Hamilton toward the end of the musical, quote, When my time is up, have I done enough? Will they tell your story? End quote. As others have said throughout history, life is like the wind. Here one moment and gone the next. And it's here that we have a choice. We're all running out of time. So will we grab hold to what we want in this life and maintain our honor? Or will we forgo it, damaging ourselves and others in the process? Are we going to be thankful and satisfied with what's enough for us in this world? What story will we tell with our actions and our choices? What legacy will that story leave? Of course, we're not going to be perfect in our life, but if we do our best to maintain our honor and virtue in everything that we do and better our ability to be satisfied with the things that truly matter, we can live a more meaningful life, tell an amazing life story, and leave a legacy that will positively impact others around us and in the generations to come. Thanks for tuning in to On the Stoa, and I hope you learned something that'll help you live a more meaningful life. I'll talk to you next time for another episode. Take care of yourself, and be well.